Hey babies, it's Capri. And Ashley. And we're your very queer hosts to a little queer podcast. Being queer can be weird, and we're here to be your guide through the world of gay. The real gay agenda. And give you 30 minutes to an hour of queer joy, advice. Or us just being loud. Welcome to A A Little Little Queer Queer Podcast. Hello. Ashley's back on. Oh, wait, sorry. I do it for me. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. Tell the people. I am guilty. I've been caught red-handed. I reapply lip gloss frequently, even though I know no one can see me but Capri. Because you know what? Maybe Capri, I want to look good for me, but I also want to look good for you. And you always do. You never fail. The face Uh, card literally never declines. The balance is unlimited. (laughs) That means a lot to me. Thank you. (laughs) But hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of A Little Queer Pod, where we are. Uh, a little bit, a little bit queer. A little bit. Kind of gay. Babies. Um, about it. Yeah. About it. Don't tell nobody. Um, Stop. Uh, Don't tell anybody. Please. This is supposed to be our little secret. Uh, but <laughs> I'll keep you like. How much of that song can I actually sing on a podcast? <laughs> I'd be impressed to see it. That was. I think that's about it. <laughs> Before you give us your beautiful rendition, <gasps> I am Ashley. I'm Capri. Sorry, oh. I was I was lubricating. <laughs> I was lubricating. I got my you. Voice. Oh. My throat, mm. guys. Hey, the throat. Chill, daddy. Come on, relax. I'm Capri. This is a wholesome episode. It is, and today <laughs> we're talking about things we wish we could have told to our younger selves, or things if we could go back and mm-hmm. tell our younger selves things, it would be this. Yes. So tune in. Maybe there are things that could heal your inner child. Maybe there are things that you need to hear now because they're things that I wish I could have mm. heard when I was younger. But also, like sometimes I do need someone to be like, "Hey, this thing." So. Yes. Maybe we can be that no. for you today. Yeah. All of these things, I, I can definitely say for certain, I still need to be reminded of on a daily basis. Aww. So Okay, kick it off then. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The first thing that I would tell little Ashley is that uh, no one has it all figured out at any age. And then I also have the more you grow, the less you know. Ooh, and what I mean... <laughs> what I mean is that I am couple years from 30 and Lauren and I were actually just talking about this where when we were kids right and I was thinking about being a 20 something being a 30 year old like when I pictured 30 old women in my head I saw like a woman in like a pantsuit with a briefcase and mm. she is running shit you like, saw a she lawyer just has it all yeah I literally no actually I did want to be a lawyer and I was <gasps> my dad's lawyer that's a completely different thing so yes I did wow. actually see a lawyer um so i know i feel like all talkative young women are told they should be lawyers 100 you have an we opinion to that <laughs> you should be in a courtroom mm, mm, you seem like you like to argue <laughs> you speak okay <laughs> all right <laughs> you, so you spoke before i spoke to you that was crazy anyway continue. <laughs> um but yeah i saw somebody who just knew exactly what she was doing and could pay all of her, all the things, right? Like she had her shit together. Mm. And that's not to say that people don't have their shit together, but having your shit together looks so different than what I thought it would look like. Yeah. Um, and learning that most of us, if not all of us are winging it every single day. Mm. And that doesn't mean that we don't have, you know, some sort of outline, you know, especially if we are lucky enough to be able to pursue our passions. Um, and take steps towards that. So we know, we have a general idea of what we're trying to do, but at the end of the day, like we're we day to day, it's, it's chaos out here. Um, and so, yeah, 
knowing that would have helped me to not feel so behind mm. all the time, especially as I was brought like high school, college, all the things I'm constantly comparing myself to other people. And it's like, you, you can't, you can't because you never know what's going on from the outside looking in. And the more you grow, the less, you know, peace is so real for me because it's not that you don't gain more wisdom as you get older. I absolutely think you do. But I think the peak wisdom, uh, if there even is peak wisdom, you know, as you are learning more and more, the only absolute truth that I have been able to like really accept that I really want to cling on to is that I don't really know anything. Mm. Like everything that I hold to be true right now are things that I think I know. But tomorrow that could get turned on its head. You know? I love that. It, all truth is relative. Mm. Um, and so I accept that as my experience today. But like, I'm also open to the fact that like, I might be wrong. I might get to the end of days whenever my time here on this planet is done. And I think I know, or I think I know what I want to be on the other side of that. And it could be completely different. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. Cause I didn't really know anything. I was just winging it. Yeah. And that's okay. Oof. And I know that that would take a lot of pressure off of little Ashley, even as young as like elementary school, Ashley, because it's like, yeah, the adults around you, they don't really know. They, they, they don't know a lot of things either. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, just, just trying their best. best. Yeah. Yes. Just do your best yeah. one day at a time. Oh, I love that's that. It. I remember I, I went to a, a theater school and in the beginning they had us all sit in a circle and they were like, what like is your goal? Like, what is your life goal? You know? Mm-hmm. And people were like, I want to be on Broadway. I want to be on a national tour. I want to write my own musical. And it came across this one guy who I ended up having a crush on for a little bit as mm-hmm. things go with me. Um, you know, and, and he was like, honestly, I just want to have the most fun out of life while I'm still here. And he was like 18. And at the time I was like, I was like, you're so stupid and unmotivated, stupid boy. And now looking back on it, I'm like, (laughs) damn, no, like, like imagine just being like, I'm only going to be here for a finite amount of time. The only thing certain about this existence is that eventually it does come to an end. And I'm Mm. just down to have a good time while I'm here. Like, yeah. That's incredible to be that aware and to be that down for the journey. Yeah. He was wise beyond his years. Yeah. In some ways. Let's not give him that. I mean, well, that's true. I don't, I don't know this man. I don't know him. So no, he was fine. Let me, let me slow down. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I love that. I think that's really beautiful. Thanks. Thanks. What about you? I think sticking with the fact that I am indeed a homosexual is that I would, or I guess, homosexual i'm bi okay listen Mm -hmm. yes you what what weird i have to i'm this is the first i'm hearing of this (laughs) no i'm coming out on this podcast i've gathered you all here today to let you know something about me and uh it's important to me but no i i like just to have my older self come to my younger self and be like hey you're queer okay Mm. let's stop again i think in my life has been really like important to me is the concept of decrease the drama, make the decision, just decrease the drama, make the decision. Mm. Cause we, you can spend so much time stressing about it, but as soon as the decision is made and you're like, yeah, the decision's made, it's going to go one way. It's going to go another mm. way. As if I just had someone to be like, no, you're queer. Let's just like stop the back and forth. The years of like, I'm not queer. I can't, be, no, this is, I'm not, it's not going to, yes, I get, okay, wait, no, but, but how does this, like, if I just was like, you're queer, let it be mm. that. And then let's just move on from that. I think it would have saved me a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. Mm. Um, 
A lot of acid reflux. Uh, mm, that's real. About that. Oh, that's also another. In my chest. All, all bisexuals have acid reflux or IBS or something. Oh, tummy problems. God. Tummy problems. Right. Um, maybe you've listened to it. Maybe you haven't. We have a queer canon event episode that's either already come out or coming out. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all one of them. Um, but uh, yeah, just to be. I, I trust. Oh, and I think it just comes down to the concept of trusting yourself. I've always wanted mm. someone to come down the spaceship and tell me that I'm on the right path. And it's like, no, you actually have to just like be on the path that you're on and either decide this is yes. the path you're doing. Decide that it's yes. Or mm-hmm. get the fuck out of Dodge and do something else. But you can't be like on this path being like, I shouldn't be on this path. I shouldn't be on this path. I shouldn't be on this path. Because how's that going to help you? You're just going to be stressed. Right. Not going to be happy. Right. Yeah. That's so real. That's so Raven. Yeah. Mm, okay i'm done i'm not no. you're gonna sing on one of these okay. days one of these days i'm mm, you won't catch me slipping <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. Uh, okay next if i was talking to little ashley mm-hmm. i would tell her that your opinion of yourself should matter more than anyone else's and what i mean by that is uh i think you still need to be a self-aware person you need to do the shadow work unpack your shit baby mm-hmm. girl Ooh, fire. And be, yeah, yeah, be accountable for your stuff. But at the end of all of the, or there's never really an end date to that. You should always be doing that. <laughs> mm. It's, it's going to be never Shadow work process. is always important. Right. So as you are doing that, you have to have enough trust, like you just said, trust in yourself that you know who you are. And if at the end of the day, you genuinely like who you are, and I don't mean in a disillusioned way, I don't mean, mm. you know, when you, we know a lot of people who are walking around here and they're a little Lulu in a bad way. They're like, look, I'm <laughs> and, I better than everyone? Right. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's not what I, that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about high level of self-awareness here that you got to work for and keep working to mm-hmm. maintain. But if you are doing all of the work and you, at the end of every day, you know, you like who you are and you're proud of what you're doing. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters because there are always going to be people who look at you and say that you're wrong or that you're not enough or whatever. And that's none of your business. What, how other people feel about you is none of your business. And that's much easier said than done. And why I say, you know, a lot of these things are things I need to be reminded of daily mm-hmm. um, because it's so easy. And especially because we're conditioned to, to want validation from others yeah. in so many ways, whether it's like how we look or how we're performing professionally. Yeah. Um, we're supposed to be receiving the stamp of approval from everybody around us. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you need to hold your opinion higher than everybody else's. If you know you're doing your best day in and day out and you're proud of what you're putting out there, that's amazing. Keep doing that shit. If you're making you happy, you like it, you like you, you're proud of the person that you are and that you're working to become. Mm. That is amazing. And fuck everybody who thinks that you're not enough because they're wrong. Yeah. Because you know that you're not there's this book that I think you really like. I've been listening to it called The Courage to Be Disliked. I've listened to it three times in a row because mm. it really it really hits home. And there's a point of it where it talks. Well, there's a couple of things. One of the biggest thing is like freedom. Freedom in the human experience is being disliked. Because when, mm, yes. if you are being authentically yourself, there's no way. There's no way everyone in the world is going to like you. And that's something that I've really right. had to deal with because like I'm, I'm very loud in my queerness. I'm very loud in my existence. And being that way is just going to rub certain people the wrong way, you know? And there are some people that you expect that it's going to rub the wrong way, but when it's other people that you don't expect it to rub the wrong way, I want to be like, no, 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 wait, please like me, please like me, please like me. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm good. I swear Mm -hmm. to God, I'm good. Like, let me fix. But it's like coming back to 
it also talks about, and there are things I love about this book. There are things about this book that I don't really like, but I think it's kind of the point. It's supposed to do that to you. Mm-hmm. But one of the things it talks about is uh, the different tasks. Your task is to be yourself and your task is to make a version of you that you like. Other mm. people's task is to decide if they like you or not. It is not your task right. to make other people like you. And that's when people start mm. like slipping in their self-worth and their self-value when they start mixing up their tasks. It's not mm. your job to make other people like you. You cannot want to be disliked. No one wants to be disliked. Just like, human nature. You don't want to be disliked. Yes. Because back in the day, if you were disliked, you got kicked out of the tribe. You didn't eat. You died. But mm-hmm. nowadays, that's not always a situation. You know, there's not a tiger that's going to come eat you if you're not in a group of people. So you have mm-hmm. to learn to be okay with being disliked or learn to be okay with not living in your authentic truth. And one is going to be a higher cost than the other one. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I've yeah. struggled with so much of my life is being okay with people not getting me, being okay with yeah. being disliked. Because no matter what, it's the mm. same thing. You could be the juice, the ju- my favorite thing, you could be the juiciest, the ripest peach in the world, but somebody's going to eat a peach and be like, that's fucking gross. <laughs> peach cobbler disgusting and i'm like but disgusting, i but i made yeah. it's such a good peach i made it it's so good i organic peaches i washed them and someone's like no peaches are gross i hate mm. peaches i'd rather have like a strawberry and then you you mm. can never make yourself a strawberry you could try right but you're not fucking strawberry so right i think you might actually like that book it's re- it's it's really good it sounds like i would love it yeah it, it i'm gonna have to look into that it's really good it's really good mm. What's up next for Little Capri? Little Capri is, um, this is actually, I put five on my list, but I think all of the things on my list are not in order, but they're just in, mm-hmm. in how I feel. Number five would be yeah. some people are worth it. Some people aren't. And I think in terms mm. of explaining myself or trying to make things work, I was someone who I was a people pleaser. Also there's like discord on TikTok about are people pleasers manipulative. It is manipulative coming from someone who was a people yes. pleaser. Even though you're not trying to manipulate people, you're you're changing the narrative so that people will not be mad at you. And that is manipulating a situation. Mm-hmm. It's manipulative. So mm-hmm. sit on that. If that triggers you or makes you upset, I'm with you on that because that really hurt me for a while. But it is manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are it all comes down to like, how much do you value other people fully understanding you? And do you value a certain group of people understanding you or do you value the world understanding you? It comes back to that concept of being disliked, right? And so for Mm -hmm. me, I've learned and what I wish I could tell you, Capri, is like some people are really worth that fight of like making a relationship work, making a friendship work, making someone understand your point of view. And some people you really just have to let go because it's just not worth your energy, and I have the, I have mm-hmm. this conversation with a lot of people about like when it comes to coming out or it's like, no, my grandma's a really important person to me, but she's just like not OK with my queerness. And it's like, OK, are you OK with spending this much time, this much energy and this much like emotional bandwidth on someone who has told you that they're refusing to get it? They're not going to do it. Mm. Like, are you are you down to be like, I'm going to make this person get it? Because in the end, right. like what happens if they don't get it? Are you OK with mm-hmm. that or are you going to keep? pouring all of your baggage into this where you could be pouring it into people who actually are willing to learn are willing to do it you know and it's hard because there are people in your life who you want to like be that person like so badly so badly Mm -hmm. but you can you can bring up you can bring a horse to water but you can't make them drink you know and so Mm -hmm. learning true and also like i think it also comes to like learning when to stop no i think that's so interesting because my next one kind of is connected to that. Um, I would tell little me that not everyone who says they love you knows what that means. Ooh, oh, um, little Ashley. 
<laughs> learn how to define it for yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think the first time I was really like challenged to define or to sit with my definition of love, whatever I thought that that was, was when I read all about love, the Bell Hooks book. Mm, Bell Hooks. It's so good. Friend of the pod. Yeah. I wish, man. <laughs> I wish. We're like this. Uh, it's, but, you, it's an auto podcast, so you can't hear it, but I'm doing this little finger cross thing. We're like this. It's how close I'm we dead. are. <laughs> yes, 100%. Um, but yeah, because so many people in so many different ways, whether it's your family or your friends or the people that you seek out romantic relationships with, will say that they love you and everything that they are doing is not mm. representative of any kind of love that I want to receive. Oof. And just because they're saying it, you want to believe it. Yeah. Right? It's like, okay, well, I know they're not showing up for me. I know they're doing things to hurt me. I know whatever. They say they love me. They keep saying they love me. And so you, you want to believe that and, and you stay and you keep putting the effort in. And, yeah. and then that can also spiral into you um, blaming yourself for things mm. that have nothing to do with you. That's hard. And it's so hard. And so, yeah, I wish, and that's, that's a lot to try to process as, as a, as a small person, as a child, but even starting to have that idea that like, Hey, just because people say it doesn't mean they mean it. And also mm-hmm. not, it's not even that they don't mean it because they don't want to mean it, but maybe they they can't because they yeah. they don't know what that means for themselves, yeah. right? They haven't been shown that, um, and so they don't know how to express that. So to the best of their ability, maybe they are, but that doesn't mean that to the best of their ability is, is equal to whatever you deserve. Um, being aware of that so that you aren't spending a lot of time pouring energy into people who don't really deserve it aren't giving you that same energy but also from a place of empathy not from a place of anger yeah and understanding that it's not like uh, of course there are the people who will manipulate you and there are some not so great people out here yeah or intentionally harming you but there are so many more people who that's never their intention but as you get older you you learn that intention very rarely matters yeah it's impact and so regardless of whether or not they mean to hurt you if they're doing it again and again and again and again, then that's not on you. That's on them. And that maybe doesn't make them a bad person, but it doesn't make them the right person for you. Whether that's somebody that you're seeking a relationship with or somebody that you already had a relationship with because of, you know, family ties or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that would that would be a big one. That's huge. And I love the emphasis you put on. It's not because they're intentionally trying to be manipulative or a bad person. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. not as, yeah, it's your standard that love mm-hmm. that doesn't make you feel good shouldn't be your standard. Right. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful. That's so mm-hmm. good. Thanks. <laughs> for me, one of the big ones for little Capri, I'll just say like little Capri. Hi, little Capri. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things mm-hmm. that I would tell her is uh, to trust her gut. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like oftentimes we can be so like, heady and that was something my mom always did tell me she was like something's weird trust your gut always trust my mom would always say like trust your gut and say your mom said no you know if you (laughs) if you're if you're doing something and you're and you don't think you should be doing it and your friends are like come on do it be like my mom just texted me i have to go home Ugh, my mom's so annoying she's so annoying i gotta go guys my mom sucks my mom i wasn't my my mom always said that and my relationship with my mom is a is a very weird one um, but I, she did always do that. She always was like, throw me out of the bus. <laughs> but I wish, I, I really wish I had, um, 
And no, I, I do think I did actually a pretty good job in my life of knowing that, but that would be something that I would just continuously like remind myself to practice. Cause you're just, yeah. your body knows things faster than your, your body brain. knows your body knows vibes. Your if someone's weird, like your body knows, man. Yes. It reminds me of like, like, like animals, like my dog, if someone's people that I think are sketchy, like my dog's like, nah, I'm gonna go say hi. I'm like, okay. But then people that I think are fine. My dog's like, we're not going there. We're not going. And I'm like, how? Mm. but it's because their animals are like that. Like they, they're not yeah. like, you know, they're not like in their head about that kind of stuff, but no, yeah, your gut, That's... like your gut is your second brain. Your gut has so many, like, like things firing in it. And it, 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 there, it controls so much regulation in your body. So like, listen to your, and I just gut. listen to your body. Your head sometimes can get mm-hmm. you tripped up. I'm also someone who has, um, have experiences with anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder. So my brain hasn't always been something that I could fully trust. Um, but my body has almost never let me down in terms of like, we're doing this thing now and then doing it and like being like, oh shit. Yeah. I really should or should not have done that thing. And I knew that I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Trust your body. That's so real. I would like, I would like you to tell little Ashley that as well, because I remember your body does always know your body absolutely knows 100%. I remember when I first started hanging out with my ex who is the ex that I had the most like dramatic, crazy relationship with. When we first started hanging out, I would get physically sick every time that we were together. Like oh. my stomach, it was in not, and it would be like in an embarrassing way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> like for the first, Oopsies. like, I want to say like couple months, literally it was like Thanks. running to the bathroom and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like I think of it. And I just push past that feeling. And like my body was trying to let me know this person is not safe. This person is not safe. We don't like it. You need to leave this person alone. Right. I know you don't get it, but we get it. We feel it. And you can't even explain it, but it's real. So if something feels off, it is. Listen. Oh yeah. Listen to your body. Oh, yeah, it's just such a, if I knew that as a little, <laughs> I know I'm the same way though. Like in college, I did this guy too. And I remember when I broke up with him, It was like, feel the rain on your skin. Like I was so, I was so happy. Mm. But then like, there comes that codependence energy. There comes like, well, is anyone ever going to want me again? Is anyone? So I, I went back into it knowing I literally, I had a conversation with him where I was on his wall crying. It was after we got back together and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, dude, why am I not happy? Mm. Like, and I, I was trying to will myself like into joy which I think in some aspects you can, like you can do the things that make you, that, you know, trigger happiness in you. But I was just like, why am I not? Like my body is like frowning, like a Florence Pugh Mm. frown, like everything's hanging. Like when I'm around and I don't know what it is. And I had a friend who was like, Capri, if you, if your body feels good when you're breaking up with this person, like do it. I would avoid this kid in the hallways. I would avoid. And here's the consequence of not listening to your body. After I broke up with him, I went no contact. We dated for almost like a year and a half, maybe I don't remember, mm-hmm. but I went no contact. And I actually, I, it, it like my relationship with him, I had to cut ties because I had so much resentment in my body stored mm. towards this man, which he couldn't do anything about because he didn't know because I didn't, I wasn't letting myself know right that like, I can't mm. even talk to him. Like, I don't want to damn because I did not let myself. And this was like, I mean, I'm sure if I ran to him a grocery store, I'd be like, oh my God, how are you? But like, I have no interest in pursuing a relationship with this person because I let myself physically 
be unhappy for like a year mm. because I wouldn't listen to my body. Bro, he was the mm. guy that I dated for a little bit and I brought him to my dad's house and my dad was like, oh, he's nice. You don't like him though. Damn. Virgo men. Papa Campo said it's a no. He said, he said actually, mm. nah, nah. He said, he's a sweet guy. He seems fine. You don't think so. <laughs> I bet him and his next girlfriend are going to have a good time. Yeah. He's going to make her so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Not you though. Damn. That is crazy. Yeah. Little, little Capri and little Ashley, listen to your, listen to your guts. And listen to your dad. Um, listen, honestly, true. Sometimes. My dad's listening to this right now, like side eyeing, like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I said what I said, sir. Love you. Um, <laughs> We're all flawed beings uh, trying our best. <laughs> yes. Love you so much. Um, oh, my next one is actually kind of one of my favorites. I would tell little Ashley that all real, son real, love should be celebrated because I was chasing, even as a kid, like before I even knew how to articulate what it meant to be in a relationship, Mm. um, because of Disney movies, whatever movies, whatever, I'm like the pinnacle, you know, you made it when you're in love and somebody loves you back. That's it. Mm. Like when I have, and obviously when I was a kid, it was uh, a boyfriend, but even like growing up in high school, whatever, if when when I find my person, when you get your man's the key to have, yes. The key to happiness unlocked. Boom. I did it. I made it. I'm a full human now. Mm. Right. And that is such bullshit. It's such bullshit for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, it's so much bullshit from so many different places, whether it's religion or capitalism or whatever. It's all a lie and all love your friendships, your beautiful, rich friendships that should be beautiful and rich because it shouldn't be a thing where like, just because you're in a romantic relationship, that should get all of your energy and then all of your friendships fall at the wayside because that's no love is love is love is love. If it is real love Mm. and all of it deserves to be celebrated and poured into and should enrich your life equally, you know, there shouldn't be tears. And so, you know, don't feel like you're lonely or you're less than because you're not dating anybody right now or because Mm. there's nobody who has a crush on you because right. Like that was like, that was currency on the playground. Right. Like the coolest girls. That still gets me sometimes. That's I'll literally be in spaces and I'm like, does this guy think I'm the cutest girl here? And I'm like, I don't, I haven't dated a man in years. What's going on? Right. It's crazy. The way that like, the lies worked, like the conditioning works, mm-hmm. right? And it sticks with you and it takes a really long time to unlearn it. But yeah, it's not about, oh, who who likes you, who thinks you're cute? Like, oh my gosh, you have cool friends. You have two cool friends. You have however many amazing friends. You, you love your brother, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Like, that's amazing. And you have a full life because of all of these things. And there were so many periods, especially like in adolescence, but- even into adulthood where like I felt like something was missing or like I'm doing something wrong or Mm. whatever because like I'm not dating anybody right now I'm not crushing on anybody I'm not talking to anybody I'm not whatever and that's you know yeah so then my life isn't complete yeah it's like then you do yourself the disservice and you're like putting down all the other relationships in your life because come on um but also you're doing yourself a, a massive disservice because look at Look at how much love you have in your life. Even if you only have one amazing relationship with somebody, that's still an amazing relationship and probably one more than someone else has, which breaks my heart. It's true. It's true. And like that deserves to be celebrated. You deserve to be celebrated. Every birthday, every hangout, Mm -hmm. every job 
promotion, every good, great, whatever, whatever it is, they all deserve to be celebrated equally. It's not just about getting to the end goal of having a person who you date for a really long time, who you get engaged to, who you get married to yeah. and build a life with. Like Angel not. has a post on her wall that says love is more than romantic love. And mm-hmm. I think that's so, and that's something I learned a lot from my relationship with Angel because like early on the bat, she was like, yeah, you're my girlfriend and I love you so much. But in some situations, so one of her, her COOs of her company is like also her like mm-hmm. best friend from college. They've known each other for like half of their lives, you know? And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, um, there are going to be some situations where Jack's opinion is more valuable in a certain situation than your opinion. And you need mm. to be okay with that. Like you need to be okay with the, the, the hangouts that I do with my friends oftentimes will look like dates because mm. the relationship that I have with my friends is so deep to me that it is like, I'm having a relationship that isn't romantic and oftentimes like isn't mm. sexual because it mm. is about honoring the love and, and connection and relationship that I do have with this person. Because why is it that when we have like a girlfriend or a boyfriend, does it, oh, oh, or, or a partner, it's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter that you've only known this person for two weeks. They're now the highest of the high because you're having sex with this person. Right. Right. And you've committed to only, if it's a monogamous relationship, only, which oftentimes these structures do exist in monogamy because you're only having sex with this person. Now this person is the highest on the list of, of your important. Their, their opinion changes the, the fucking tides of the ocean for you. And mm-hmm. I just think that's so, that's really fucked up. And I think that really discredits the relationship that you have with other people. And that's why oftentimes I think in monogamy, we can tend to lose really valuable relationships with other people. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, you're putting her in front of me. And it's like, no, this is just someone that I've known for 25 years. And I've known you for one year. Right. I'm not going to throw out this relationship just because you've decided you have to be the most valuable thing in my life. Mm -mm. That was beautifully put. Yeah, I get it it grinds my gears. Because I have, I used to think that way 100%. I was so big on that. But it was because I was like, what is my intrinsic value as a person if I'm not everything to another person? Yeah. Oh, man. If I'm not this person's everything, then I'm I'm not anything. I'm not worth it. Talk about bars. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. No. <laughs> Something that I would tell my my inner child or my... Oh, oh inner child. Hello. Hey. I guess she wants hello. to come home. She needs, she needs to hear and it. They're like, all right. I'm here. Um, yeah. <laughs> hi, you. Uh, also a fun thing to do can be, um, just for people who are doing inner child work that I've learned is like to name <clears throat> that inner child for you. Cause sometimes you feel like you're in different spaces. So like, I like that you refer to like little Ashley as little Ashley. So mm-hmm. mine's the same thing. Mine's like pre-pre cause I grew up being called pre-pre. No. When she's silly, her name I is Shapoopoo cause that's what my dad calls me. <gasps> oh, I love that. Shapoopoo. so fucking cute. <laughs> Um, so like, like pre pre or like I call her little pre or pre love. My mom used to call me that. Um, but, uh, so naming your inner child when having these conversations or like when feeling guilt for like that your childhood or trying to work on those kind of things, naming your inner child can be super helpful would be like to Mm. examine your relationship with, um, beauty and value. So Mm. for some reason in my family, like my, I, my family's very beautiful. Like my sisters are gorgeous. My mom's gorgeous. My dad's very gorgeous. My brother's gorgeous. That's facts. Capri does have a fine ass family. You know, they, they, they do that. And I'm, you know, and pretty privilege does that definitely has its perks and stuff. I definitely, and there are some people who are like pretty privilege is so bad. I would trade it. No, you wouldn't because the the way Mm -hmm. that other people are treated is come on now. Don't, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. You can address your privilege without having to be like, I would give it up. You know? Yeah. That's not religious. Don't play yourself. Don't yeah. play yourself and don't play other people. Cause, uh, because people mm-hmm. come on now. 
Uh, it's like being a rich person who was like, honestly, I, I would just throw it down, throw it down the well if I could. <laughs> then right, do it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. I'll be under the well. My <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, Literally that. But yeah, but I will say the thing of being someone who like people find like conventionally attractive, and I, I it was so funny. People, uh, <laughs> someone in my comment was like, uh, it DM me was like, oh, like you ugly bitch. And then my best friend read it, and she was Damn. like, well, one of those things obviously is not true. <laughs> <laughs> and also like i also but just getting back to like anyway it gets me flustered because it is something that's hard for me to talk about is my relationship with with beauty and like mm. how it connects with the world my family really values beauty whether we talk about it or not but like you know my mom and i would put on makeup before we went to the gym mm. if i had if uh, or like let me address beauty as in european heteronormative standards of beauty rooted in white supremacy whether my family knew that's what mm-hmm. they were doing or not um I, if i had hairy armpits before i went to the gym my mom would be like girl you gotta shave that before i go to the gym and so i would run out of the car and i would shave my armpits before going to the gym and yeah. so my relationship with like looking my best in spaces or you know uh being being the prettiest princess in the room was really something that i had to had to work on and had to like learn to let go of because yeah i want to feel beautiful and i do feel beautiful and I don't think that is nearly the most interesting thing about me and it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And it, it is something that like continuously I have to work on. Cause every time I go back home, it's always like, and I'm sure people like can, uh, and I'm sure people can relate to this hundred percent when you go home and you see your family, the first thing they compliment you on is your looks or the first thing they degrade you on is your looks, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, if I went home and like, I I'm someone who's like struggled with acne. If I went home and I had a breakout, I would freak out. Cause I'd be like, I don't want my family to see me like this. Like, I don't want them to see me looking, quote unquote, like ugly or like not their mm. standard of attraction of attractive, excuse me. And it's just not worth living life that way. It's not worth like trying to be the prettiest girl at the party because you're not always going to be yeah. the prettiest girl at the party. And who the fuck cares? Like, also, like th- these these standards that are that are 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 rooted in white supremacy, are rooted in fat phobia, are rooted in racism. They're, they're not anything that like makes you a better person. They're just currency that you, that you get. And like, it's, it's a, it's, it's luck. It's genetics. It's not something you earned. It's just so, it's so weird. And so I don't know if I could talk to little Capri, I'd be like, I honestly would stop myself from going to school with makeup on when I was in middle school. Cause I would put so much makeup on to try to be prettier. And if I had like, a bad breakout or if I was feeling gross, I would be like, it's okay. You're still so pretty. Like you're so pretty. You're the prettiest girl ever. Like, and those would be the affirmations that I would use towards myself. And yeah, like it is important to feel beautiful. It is important to feel good in your skin, but like at what point is it? Why are you valuing this so much? Cause we're all going to age. Your skin's going to go through things. Your hair is going to go through things. Your teeth are going to go through things. What, what is it worth holding on to? this even it's a sub- subconsciously it's just something that i have constantly needed to work on and it's hard like it's really mm-hmm. hard to to be like this is not the most important thing in the world especially like living in the male gaze there's so many di- and i think that's why it's so fucking hard mm. there's so many different levels on it you know yeah <sighs> yeah so genuinely i would be like you're being beautiful is the least should be the least of your concerns right now being being consumable yeah. for men is the least of your concerns mm. right now. Mm. Yeah. We could do a whole breakdown on the male gaze versus the female gaze. Dude, that's, it's just so fucking, it's so hard. 
It's yeah. it re- like it, it brings me to tears. It's so hard to like deal with yeah. and move through because it, it impacts Always. everything. And, th- and there's so yeah. much guilt in it, too, to be like, am I wearing this because I like to wear this or am I wearing this because I think my mm. body looks good in this for men? Right. Or it, do I think my body looks good in this for me? And what's the difference? It's just so, so much to work through. So. No, it's true. Yeah. I would tell little Capri, don't uh, let it go. Let it go. Yes. Little Capri. Don't worry about them. Damn. Uh, growing up doesn't mean being a grown up. Oh, my um, God. I love it. One. I love yeah, it. Because I was the kid who I didn't want to turn 10. Like double digits was too intense <gasps> for me. I was like, mm, nah. See, I, I peeped the game, right? Like I saw the way my parents would like be stressed about bills or whatever. And I'm oh, like, wow. I don't want that actually. I actually don't I, want bills. Nah. We like all I know had 10 friends. years old comes with bills. Yeah, I literally, like, I didn't start wearing makeup until my junior year of high school. Like, all my friends were wearing it in middle school. I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm so good. Like, I, I did not want to grow up. No part of me wanted that. Um, I'm like, I see the way these adults are, like, bugging out. And they don't really seem to know a lot more than we do, <laughs> respectfully. And so, yeah, I just, like, 13, it wasn't exciting to be a teenager. I was like, ah, I very much had Peter Pan syndrome. I oh, my God. I was the like, literal opposite. I was like, ah. Oh, really? Yeah, at like 12. I was like, give me a briefcase and I'm a lawyer. No, I held on to believing in Santa Claus until like sixth grade. Are you saying he's not real? What are you saying right now? Whoa. Ashley? Whoa. Actually, guys, we have to end this episode early. I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you, what is that? What's happening? What's happening? (laughs) No, but I like held on um, when I would like lose my teeth or whatever. Because uh, my parents kept doing the tooth fairy stuff, I would write letters like to Santa or like to the Easter Bunny, like for like uh, tooth fairy to give to them because I knew that they were all friends. I was just very big on like I was looking at the second star till right. I was trying to get to Neverland. Like, please don't make me grow up. I Dixie do does. not want to do this. Wow. And so now being a quote unquote grown up and knowing that like that doesn't mean like being a grown up. It doesn't mean that you have to because I feel like a lot in media. And even there are adults who do treat their kids that way, where it's like, mm. you're, you're too old to act like you're too old. You're to too grown like for that. Yeah. In this. Exactly. It's like, no, baby, you are never going to be too old. You get to love whatever makes you happy. If it's not hurting anybody, go crazy. Mm, I love it. And I think I'm, whoa, not going to get emotional right now, mm. but I do. I talk to my, my inner child, little Ashley. I talk to her a lot. Um, and she's very proud. And she's very happy and excited to see us existing the way that we do. And so even like in being a Disney adult and doing things like that, like you get to embrace your joy, whatever that means for you. And so that doesn't have an age limit. Mm. Like you can be 95 and still love all the things that you love. So just don't be afraid. Don't think that getting older means that you have to let go of the things that make you happy. You should never let go of the things that make you happy. Damn, that got me. (laughs) That got me hard. <laughs> that got me. Wait, that got me like not not that no. got me. It got me in a hard way. It it got, hit yeah, me hard. it hit yeah. me hard. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck. Oh, I no. love that. Oh, I love. I love that. Yeah, growing up doesn't have to mean growing up. I think. I think I was. I was pushed to grow up fast because I think my body grew up faster than my mind did. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And so like I like I think I used to do I love to dance in stores like my mom was getting groceries and you you you've, you've seen me do this at Whole Foods I dance mm-hmm. I like if music's playing I'm going off but as a as a tween and a teen my mom thought it was <clears throat> I, I looked too sexy so she's like you can't oh. do this because it's too sexy and so mm. immediately I was like oh I have to shut that off because it is it's too sexy and also mm. I, I don't know if you've seen me dance at a store it's not that I'm not. <laughs> I will say, I will say, respectfully, yes, there are lots of sexy things about Capri. I love watching you dance because it is, it's adorable. <laughs> it's giving very cute. It's giving like, whoa, I can, it's giving like Little Mermaid realizing she can walk and like moving her limbs around, but it's, oh, I love that. It's not giving like fluids. I'm trying to sexy. seduce you. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's giving like, what do these elbows do? Like, <laughs> it's giving Chicken Little, I can fly. Like, it's not. <laughs> Uh, um damn but i love that i love that Uh, growing up doesn't mean you have to grow up i didn't write this down but being a a a a previous recovered people pleaser you shouldn't be afraid of conflict there is mm. no way to live a life without any conflict it's impossible so you have to learn to embrace conflict in a way that's healthy and you have to learn how to do it lovingly Conflict with yes. someone else, when done correctly, when done with love and compassion, actually leads to intimacy, leads to closer mm-hmm. connection. I did not yes. know this until I began my relationship with my partner, Angel. Because when you're close to someone, even with friendships, it's impossible to not have some sort of conflict. And conflict, just breaking down, because some people hear conflict and think of argument, which is what I thought. But conflict just means conflict of opinions. It could be an argument, it could be a brawl, or it could be, like, anger. I was someone who, like I said, like, not listening to my body, I would just let resentment fluster. And one of the things Angel says that I really have taken on to my own is that resentment is not an option for me. Like, I'm not going to resent anybody. If I'm having an issue, I'm going to make it known. Because I don't ever want to let it fester to the point where I can't have a relationship with somebody. Because the relationships, having a community and having a relationship with people is one of my top priorities in life, having relationships Mm. with people. And with relationships, with closeness comes conflict. And so you have to be able Mm -hmm. to navigate. That's something I would teach young Capri. Like I went no contact with my mom for a while. And it's because I didn't know how to do conflict for so long that when Mm -hmm. it finally got to a peak that I could not handle anymore physically, I was like, (laughs) my, I was like, if you do this again, I will not talk to you. And my mom was like, mm-hmm. bet, and did it again. And so I was like, okay, done. And I literally, I was like, done, that's it. No contact for like a year. That's a way to do it. But that's not, that's not healthy conflict. And also sometimes I blame myself, but I'm like, Capri, you've been, de- you're dealing that with since you were like 12. What are you going to do? You know, you, you did what right. you thought you, you had to do to keep yourself safe. But mm-hmm. also like the more you practice having healthy conflict, the more you're down to be disliked by someone or be in a situation that's uncomfy, the better you can preserve relationships and the better you can preserve your relationship with yourself because you're listening to your own needs and you're being your Mm. own advocate because no one knows what's going on inside of you unless you tell them, especially if you're being passive aggressive. Yes. Oh, passive aggression, passive aggressiveness, however you say it, is my number one pet peeve. It always has been. I can't do it. Um, I would much rather you just tell me if you have, if, if I've done something to bother you, to hurt you, to harm you, let me know so that I can rectify it. I can't do the, 
you making side comments or you you got a little bit of an attitude. But if I ask you what's wrong, you're fine. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Right. It's not yeah. pitch. If you're yeah. in that tone of your voice, you're yes. not fine. What do you know? Nothing's I'm no. fine. No, you're not. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Mm. And can I just add, Angel is so fucking cool. Everything that you say about Angel, I'm just like, man, that's a cool ass human. I mean, she's she's level expert when it's come to relationships, but that and that's because the way she values her friendships and the way she values connecting with people is is so it's it's her top priority. But yeah, I I lucked out when it comes to a partner, man. She's incredible. They're they're yeah yeah they're my hero. The best. The best. The best. What's what's another one for you that you would tell little Ashley? Oh, my last one for the Lashley is that you don't owe the explanation of who you are to anyone. Bars. And yeah, that one, uh, man, I just got a little goosey bumps when I said it out loud. Maybe, maybe, maybe she really needed to hear that like right now. Right now. Mm. But in general, you don't owe the explanation. You don't have to explain your like who you are. I'm not saying you don't have to explain your actions or whatever. That's different. Engage in your relationships healthily. Hold yourself accountable. Hold other people accountable. Mm-hmm. Yes, explain things like that. But who you are, you don't have to explain that to anybody. That your 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 existence is not something that's meant that 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 sole purpose is to be understood by other people. Nope. If they don't get it, they don't get it. Who fucking cares? Let it go. That's their business. People who are supposed to get you, they're gonna they get fucking you. Get you. They're gonna get you without you needing to lay it out for them, without you needing to shrink yourself or make yourself more palatable. Nope. They don't do that. We are ourselves wholly, fully, and the people who get it get it, and they're dope. And fuck everybody else. Or not even fuck everybody else, but those just aren't your people, you know? And that's totally fine. But especially in in relation to being a queer person Mm. and the whole coming out conversation, which is a very important one, and it can be a beautiful thing. And we talked about it a lot. But when you remember at the end of the day, straight people don't have to come out, right? They don't have to walk around letting people know that they're heterosexual. You don't have to do that either. If you don't want to, right? no, you don't. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. That's not owed to anybody. No. Besides people who you are romantically interested in, and like, yeah, maybe they. Sure, you <laughs> should tell them so that yeah, things so will that go they can smoother. To you, you guys can be on the same page, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if you are trying to like build a life with somebody, then not yeah, sure they deserve you to. They, they deserve your honesty, but um, mm-hmm. not. Coming out to every person that you come in contact with doesn't mean that you're hiding something Oof. because they're not hiding anything Either. by not, yeah, by not immediately divulging their sexuality to you. Like, it's just not owed and that's okay. And that doesn't make you any less proud of who you are. It just means maybe you have healthy boundaries. Maybe you're aware of what you have emotional um, bandwidth for and what you don't. And that's okay, right? Yeah. You are who you are and... That's enough. And yeah, you don't have to walk around giving proclamations to anybody who doesn't understand or teaching them. That's not your job either. Oof. You know, you just get to exist. You just get to, you enough. literally just get to exist. Yes. And existing in itself yeah. is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a, a couple more, just two. Ooh. A single couple. One is it's not you, it's heteronormativity. And I would like to also link that back to like, it's not you, it's, I don't want to be like, it's society, man. But like, it. Mm. it, But a little bit though. But a little bit though. Like it's it's not you, it is is the fact that everyone is headcanon to be straight, to be cis, to, to, uh, and like in the US, like to be white, to speak English, to be, Mm -hmm. you know, working nine to fives. Like 
that is that is the way that people are in this society are, are taught and set up to be. And so when you are not that or when you're trying to create an existence that is an antithesis to that, it can feel like there's something wrong with you. But there's not mm-hmm. anything wrong with you. You're just not doing that. You're just you've decided, right. hey, this doesn't work for me. This doesn't serve me. I don't want it. Double it and give it to the next, you know? And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna not do that. And with that can come like a lot of like inner turmoil. Like for me, I've um super small scale, literally not the same thing, but like it, it's calling to me to talk about it. Um, it's calling me to talk about, I'm in my spiritual era. Like I, before I started making content creation, musical theater major, musical theater were always my first love. It's always something I want to love to do. But when I physically started doing it outside of class and, and really in the real world, I was doing well. I was getting callbacks. I was getting great auditions, but I was like, damn, this is a lot of physical labor. This is a lot mm. of physical labor. This is a lot of no sleep. This is a lot of not a lot of free time and a lot of jobs mm. look like that. And for me, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to live that way. I want to live in a way. And also this is me speaking from extreme privilege to be able to do that, you know, to be able Mm. to, to, to not have the need to make money right away outside of college, you know? And and that was a big issue for me. Cause I was like, damn, like all these people who went to my, I I look like someone who quit. I look like I, ah, ah, shit. But it's like, it's okay to not, to make up your mind, to change your mind. And it's also okay to not want to, if you're feeling in discord, with people with productivity or productivity hacks or how to be the most productive, you know, or, or if you're feeling in discord with like capitalism in itself, or you're feeling in discord with, you know, um, heteronormativity or, or white supremacy, that doesn't mean that you need to adjust the society. It means that you're in discord with something that you don't feel aligned with. And that's okay. Mm. The thing that that's going to suck is if you continue to live in that discord while knowing that is the discord what i'm trying to say dissonance that's what i meant to say you're living in dissonance um with something that you're not aligned with and it's going to really suck when you when you keep trying to force yourself into that where you just don't where it doesn't feel good man back to the body back to the like having to explain yourself if it doesn't feel good you shouldn't do it and you don't have to tell people why you know, you can just like um, gracefully make an exit and gracefully try something else. Also, just on that topic, you can fail at something you don't like just as much as you can fail at something you love. Like I being an actor, a lot of people are like, you know, like, oh, <laughs> when I hope it, I hope you're this superstar. Like, I hope it works out or like, that's not possible. That's not going to work out. But it's like, dude, you could lose your job at a law firm. You could lose your job in corporate America. You could lose your job as a waiter. You could um, lose your job doing working at a, at a grocery store. You could lose it. You could fail at anything. So, you know. And again, it's coming from privilege, but why not try doing something that feels more in alignment? And if you're feeling really disaligned with the world that you're living in, you can decide to live in a different way if you so choose to, because it's not you. It's where you're born. It's the customs of the place that you're living in. It doesn't have to be you if you don't want it. Yeah. Mm. No notes. (laughs) Love that. <laughs> and then the last <laughs> one for <laughs> thanks. Um, my Leo, my Leo rising really like that. And the last one for me is uh you don't need to act on it. And mm. this is also from someone who has experienced obsessive compulsive disorder, and also someone who's like bi, being like, uh, for the bi part, like, oh, I'm not really bi unless I act on it. I'm not really queer unless I act on it. But no, having the mm. feelings is mm-hmm. enough. Like feeling the feelings is enough for you to, you know, do the things. Or like, I'm not really out 
unless I tell people, unless I come out to everyone, like you really don't need to, you don't need to do, be doing all that. Right. Like that's a lot to do. Me and Angel, throw it back to Angel, say DTMing. Like, are you doing too much? Is it a lot? Mm. Like, it might be DTM to do all of this. And that's true. Like, it might be DTMing. You don't need to act on it. Because then it comes back to who are you doing it for? You right. know? Like, little Capri, pre-love, pre-pre-girl, she would do, like, to get attention, to feel love. Like, I think a lot of the love that I felt in life was, like, earned. Like, you need to earn it. Mm. And you don't need... Mm-hmm to earn it. No. You don't need to earn validation. You don't need to earn love. And if people are making you feel like you need to earn it from them, bounce. Yes. Not good. Leave. Run. Get out. Leave. Right now. JoJo said it first. Uh, I'm just here to reiterate. Queen. Icon. Queen of my life. So good. I wish I could have seen her in Moulin Rouge. But I bet she was amazing. Oh, same. God, I bet she was so... There's gotta be a... Yeah, we can still talk about musical theater. Ha! Uh, until the theater strike. But yeah, you don't need to act on it. And then going back to my uh, battles with OCD, um, and I've also met a lot of people online like who are like, oh, my brain often experiences OCD as well. You're not alone. And also knowing that there's like power in labeling something, what it is, and also power in being like, I am not this. And also I make my choices. When my brain is experiencing mm. OCD, my OCD does not make my choices. I can still make my choices. Sure. Some days, yes. yeah, I'm going to check the door and make sure it's locked four times before I go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but that was me making that joke. No. But, um, yes. Uh-huh. And I think it also all comes down to like baby steps, baby steps of courage. Cause it is, it's really mm. scary to try to live authentically. It can be very yes. scary, but baby steps of courage. I love that. We love baby steps. Baby steps. Baby step, babies. Mm-hmm. I gotta do this baby step. And also knowing that, like, you don't have to... I think it comes with so many queer women, like, feel like they have to do something to prove themselves. Like, they have to act a certain way to, like, count. And it's like, no, dude. If you want to, baby steps courage. Go to a, go to a queer space. Right. Listen to a queer podcast. Hi! Maybe a little queer one. Just oh, a little bit. Oh. Uh, there's a quote that I love that was, like, 15 seconds of insane courage. is all you need. 15 seconds. Um, that's a lot for me. Baby steps. I'm done. <laughs> Whoa, that's like, that's like. Uh, 15 that's whole like, seconds? That's a like quarter of a minute, right? That's. That's <laughs> <sighs> good math. That's good math. Uh, a kid made fun of me on the bus for not knowing that when I was little. So now I know it. Oh, fuck that kid. No, actually, fuck that kid. I'm ready to fight all of the kids. Uh, all of you I heal my inner kids. child a lot by being a really good friend to me. To cry. <laughs> oh, really? Do it. Uh, on the edge no. of the whole episode. <laughs> Me, not right you there. edging your tears. <laughs> I'm actually leaving this time. One of these days, when I say I'm leaving, I'm actually going to walk. Out. I'm just doing a, a hello. This it's is just end. I, I forget that you're gone. <laughs> hey, it's Capri. Anyway, um, <laughs> but also just like a tip for like your inner child when you're listening to this, like, Finding people who like get you and find, and I mean, we've said this like five different times, but like, I am also a believer that you don't, you don't really hear something until eight times you've heard it. So I will be someone who says it to you four times so that you'll hear it another four times in the woods and maybe you get mm-hmm. it. Um, finding people who really get you and people who accept you for who you are and like are just down. That's really going to heal your inner child. At, at least for me, it did too, because like so much of my life as a kid was like trying to find people who were like down to like. You know, like I'm going to Kaylee's house so we can play or like like just trying to like find people to, I don't know, to feel joy with. And I feel like some joy is like heavily underrated. Like 
Mm. Get all the joy you can find. It's not childish, too. And also, like, be childish. Who gives a fuck? Absolutely. I fully agree. Yeah. I love this. I feel like little Capri and little Ashley are very happy right now. Yeah. And I hope your inner child is feeling good, too. And yeah, yeah. And they're always with you. They're always vibing. And they're so proud of you. They're so proud of you. Absolutely. And so are we. Yeah. Because not Mm. only are you smart and funny and talented, you're like so hot. So hot. (laughs) It's stupid. It's a lot. It's actually a lot. No, I I try not to think about it because it's a little overwhelming. I'm like actually like shaking. Mm, mm. You give me full body chills by breathing. Mm. I go full mm-hmm. Edward Cullen. Like I can't smell you in the same room because Yeah, Capri gets a little murderous, you know? <laughs> I'm ravenous. On that note, really strong. Thank you for uh, listening. We'll see you next time, guys. See you. Bye. Love you. For listening to a little queer podcast and hey if you want more dm us on instagram at little queer pod be back here next thursday for another episode i already miss you leave us a review but only the good kind for real for real for real and, and subscribe i love you bye music by 118 Ooh.